0: Let's change the world together. Welcome to the Snapcast, the podcast for all nonprofit professionals, bringing you interviews and amazing ideas for nonprofit leaders.
1: Hello, this is Mickey Desai. I'm your host for this episode of the Nonprofit Snapcast. Still lucky to be speaking with Rachel Sachs on the line. Rachel, how are you?
0: I'm doing well today. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. I wanted to pick up where we left off in our last conversation and talk. Uh, We didn't actually get enough time to talk about your work with doing needs assessments or assessments in general. I was wondering if we could launch into that today.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So where do we start with that conversation? I, I think my my basic 101 level question is, what is a needs assessment and why do I need one?
0: Sure. Well, there's a lot of reasons that organizations might do a needs assessment, but typically um, nonprofits use needs assessments as a way of identifying the needs in the community, the services and, and assets that are available to address the needs and the remaining gaps or unmet needs. So there's a lot of different types of assessments. Um, you know, it it might depend on your exact organization and your exact needs.
1: So a, a needs assessment can precede any number of projects. It's not just, it's not just for a grant writing agenda. It's not just for it can be done for program improvement, things like that.
0: Definitely, definitely. It supports a variety of aspects of your organization from grants to strategic planning to um, all program planning, all kinds of, um, Things your organization might be working on. So, some of the main reasons that we see organizations do needs assessments include um, it being required, which is common of a number of organizations I work with, like federally qualified health centers, um, public health departments, and uh, community hospitals, all of which are required to do needs assessments on a regular basis. But it also might be something that another type of nonprofit might want to do, um, just you know, at the beginning of a strategic planning process, maybe. To make the case for a new program or service or site, maybe to better align their existing services to the community needs, or to better understand perspectives from community members and participants.
1: Right. So, I'm I'm thinking of just what I what I think of as the average nonprofit, which I don't I don't know if that's a, a fair characterization to make because I don't know really what average is, but I'm using the term anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when we talk about strategic assessments, I I don't know many nonprofits that would say they need to start a strategic. Uh, planning process with a needs assessment something, you know, in other words, they're adding a whole nother level of overhead to the process of getting a strategic plan by saying they need a needs assessment, which again takes more time and presumably more money.
0: Right, right. And it doesn't necessarily have to look the same for all organizations. You can do a needs assessment of different sizes. I would definitely recommend that any organization doing strategic planning, consider doing some sort of current state assessment. And it could be that for your organization, that's just a very narrow sort of assessment of maybe where you're um, organization is, where your board is, where your finances are, you know, the current state of your programs. But I think there's a lot to be gained for including um, a community uh, aspect to your, to your current state assessment and really thinking about, okay, but what are the needs more broadly in the community or, or population group that I am serving? What are the perspectives of the individuals that we're serving? And, you know, how can we take that into account when we move into this strategic plan?
1: Right. Okay. So there are, again, brain is overflowing with questions, but uh, uh, there there are many different ways to actually doing a needs assessment. I mean, it's not all just quantitative. There are other ways that you can make the assessment more valuable and maybe not so cumbersome to the average nonprofit, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a huge proponent of the value of doing a mixed methods needs assessment. So including not just quantitative data, but qualitative data. And I think different methods will be more um, logistically and financially feasible for different organizations. Um, but I really love a mix of looking at uh, quantitative data about the demographics of your community. You know, maybe, maybe you're looking at census data. Maybe you're looking at data related to um, you know, the type of service you provide. So maybe it's something about food insecurity or about um, a, a particular health condition, uh, but and also really trying to incorporate some qualitative methods like interviews and focus groups and surveys. And it can be that for some organizations that doesn't have to be um, that burdensome. It could be that a few interviews with some key stakeholders, internal or external, you know, maybe there are some Experts on your board or maybe there's some partners that you work with regularly that you could uh, Have some structured interviews with to talk about the needs that they see in the communities or maybe you've got um, a community survey that you want to send out to uh, core program participants or um, You know, you've got a partner that can distribute it widely in the community And those are really great ways of getting different types of feedback that you might not have uh, Gotten if you had just looked at the numbers
1: Right Right. So what you're really doing is finding the best way to set the stage for the big thing that comes next, whether it's a strategic plan or a, a, a program justification or something like that.
0: Exactly. It can really um, kind of form the foundation of everything that your organization does. So when you're talking to a funder about a potential program or a potential grant, uh, you can really include some of that data, quantitative or qualitative, that you um, – you know, that you gathered as part of the needs assessment. When you're doing your strategic planning, you can really think about, okay, well, this is what's going on in the community right now. Here are some gaps or needs we've identified. How do we fit in in you know, filling those gaps and meeting those needs?
1: Right. It, it sounds like the needs assessment can actually help save a little money and overhead on the back end by, by, you know, maybe you don't need to spend so much time in discovery phase doing the strategic plan. Maybe you, maybe you can more focus the, the, the costs of doing a new program simply because you have data from a needs assessment that has better informed the process.
0: Oh, absolutely. And it really can also save you the trouble of launching a program that doesn't work or, um, you know, establishing a site that's in the wrong location. You know, you would hate to um, kind of, you know, put your new facility that's supposed to serve you know, serve young people in a location that mostly has older adults, or you would hate to, you know, um, establish some great program and only later realize that you didn't have the correct, you know, linguistic competencies or the correct staff mix to actually serve the people in that area. It, It really is important to think about these things on the front end of developing a program and a needs assessment can help that along.
1: Can you share some examples in your own practice of, of some of these discoveries as you've as you've found them?
0: Sure. Well, I think it, it depends a little bit on the kind of stage of the organization. But I think some of the organizations that uh, do needs assessments will have a revelation. A lot of my clients that are that are really qualified health centers and that um, serve specific geographic uh, zip codes will realize over the course of a needs assessment that some specific zip codes have some needs that they hadn't necessarily thought about. Um, maybe a particular part of their region is higher need in one way or another, whether that's, you know, they've got much higher, um, you know, you know, adverse prenatal outcomes or they've got um, a very different kind of linguistic or cultural needs, they might um, develop a better sense of that when they actually talk to individuals in those communities or when they review the data. Um, they also sometimes uh, learn something about their program delivery that lots and lots of their participants or their you know patients or clients are saying the same thing you know maybe they want a little bit more of a helping hand in the waiting room they want a little bit of a higher touch experience or maybe they're all saying that they they want their providers to look more like them that they don't have enough doctors that maybe are you know of a similar racial or ethnic background to them so you can sometimes get some of that information from a needs assessment and it, Exactly what information you get, of course, will depend on the methods that you use. So you probably won't get that community perspective if your methods are limited to quantitative data or maybe um, a couple interviews with uh, some partners. But if you actually have some conversations with people who are your participants, if you have a focus group, if you have um, surveys that, that tap into your participant population, you might hear some of those perspectives as well.
1: Right, right. There's clearly too much to talk about, but I think we're running a little short on time again today. If it were appropriate, uh, how would a listener get in contact with you with any questions regarding grants or needs assessments or anything?
0: Sure. You can visit our website, um, leadinghealthyfutures.com, or you can email me at rachel at leadinghealthyfutures.com. So that's R A C H E L at leadinghealthyfutures.com.
1: Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for taking the time to make this recording with me today.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure.
1: And to our listeners, thanks for listening. We uh, love your feedback via our own website, nonprofitsnapcast.org. And we will join you again in a few more days with another Nonprofit Snapcast episode. In the meantime, we hope you and yours are all doing well and staying healthy. See you soon.
0: This has been the Snapcast. Thank you for joining us.